Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast. Whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Women of Fintech podcast series. We're here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the walk for change across the entire industry. I'm very excited today because I have Emma Avignon. She's CEO of Mentor Consulting. Mentor works with companies to help them accelerate their top talent, in particular enabling businesses to create diversity in their leadership teams. Emma, welcome. Tell us a bit more about Mentor. Thank you. Um, It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, So Mentor is, um, we're seven years old this year, and we're founded back in 2012 to um, really to begin to address diversity in the workplace, um, mm. particularly with women, mm-hmm. and making mentoring accessible to women um, on the basis that mentoring, like sponsorship and networking, is theoretically available to mm-hmm. everybody, but is accessible really only by those who are in the majority group. And so if you're in a minority group, it's much harder to access that. Definitely. So that was what we were founded around to, to mm-hmm. sort of drive some of the change, create the diversity in the senior levels. Um, and sort of really proud that we've seen some great results for that. Yeah. Um, and um, we met, so we mentor men and women. We're not exclusively working with women at all because of course fighting that cause for equality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to work with everybody. This is sort of it's a whole. Everybody has a role to play, Mm. and we fundamentally believe that. So it's inclusive, not exclusive. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So and that is something that we do sort of hold ourselves to account to. Mm. So we have an external group of mentors who are all business leaders or leaders of large organisations that have a lot of relevant experience for people who are moving their way up through those senior leadership levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a truly diverse group as well. Mm-hmm. So it is not just something simple like gender or um, sexual orientation. It's things like um, businesses that they've gone through, cultures, backgrounds, mm-hmm. where they went to school, their mm-hmm. nationality, um, the way that they think, mm-hmm. the way that they sort of think leadership is sort of should be done, if mm-hmm. you like. So it's really about having a real diversity there and diversity of personality as well, because yeah, absolutely. when yeah. you're mentoring, you need to have that click yeah. with somebody and have the chemistry, and therefore you need all types of people yeah. to be able to do that successfully. We've just um, we've just introduced personality tests, and they mm. are absolutely fantastic. I'm yes. really, um, yeah. You can't take them all for absolute sure. You yes. know, they're not exactly yes. right, but I think it is eye-opening in terms of understanding the people you work with yes. or... Yeah. partner with yes. and, and why they react to things the way they do exactly exactly and you need to understand all those different things mm. um, so yeah so that's a, sort of the business we were acquired by an American organization G100 last mm. year so we're now Congrats. thank you mm. um, very exciting yeah. we're in a sort of growth phase now of our strategy yeah. both here in the UK and Europe as we bring their business model to this market here, yeah. um, but also how do we leverage the great mentoring programs that we run here in the US market where they have got a demand for the sort of executive senior level mentoring yeah. at the top of some of the large corporates. So just going back, I think probably to 2012 when mm. you started, was that like a light bulb moment for you? Like what was the real reason why you personally wanted to get involved and get this all done? 
Well, I mean, I've read about things like the 30% Club was set yep. up, the Davies Review was started, there was yep. the sort of this real public move to enable women to move up through the senior levels. Mm. And I was at EY at the time mm -hmm. and um, had sort of had a very personal experience of making career decisions around my family yep. that were also sort of going, you know, because I want to be at home and see my kids. I'm having to make a choice in the type of work that I do. Now that still holds true, and I think it is really important that we do recognise that yeah. there are certain jobs that have certain requirements, and that's the way it will always be. Those jobs will change over time in the sense that we will have different jobs that require different things. Mm. Not every job is going to be fully agile. You can do it wherever you want, at whatever mm. time of day. That's just not going to be the reality. Yeah. But for me, there was this, you know what, I, I want to do, sort of wanted to excel and do more. And Mentor had, was founded by a group of business people mm. of which my mentee, who I'd been working with at EY, was doing this actual startup. So I thought this was just the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah, and was like, wow, you're doing this. <laughs> yeah. And then when they were ready to, the business was sort of ready to go to market, I went and met the two of the investors and they offered me the job of running the business, which yeah. I was just like, yes. Of course, to do this, um, and it felt a very personal ambition of mine, which was Amazing. to run a business. So yeah. it sort of had this whole talent development, bringing the best out in people, which was something I'd always felt very passionate about mm. as I'd come up through EY, coupled with the women, and sort of diversity in the workplace being something that again I felt very passionately mm. about and running a business and growing something from effectively a standing start. Um, so like the perfect trilogy. Yes, That's exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it was. You, it was a completely new experience. I have learned so much, um, mm. and obviously I'm still learning mm. lots and lots, and that, I think, is the sort of one of the great things about yeah. doing something like this. And it's not only learning in the sense of I'm every day I'm running a business and doing stuff that is that I've not necessarily done before, or that mm. is a stretch, but actually I'm learning from the mentors and the mentees yeah. because we run our programmes very proactively. So I get to talk to them an awful lot, and it is just fascinating to hear... Um, what they uh, sort of what issues they're working through, what challenges they're grappling with, mm. and how you work through them. So I'm like, oh, I've got to store that nugget <laughs> for myself at some point in time. It will become useful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So. I love that. And since you said all that, it means I can use my favorite hashtag after this <laughs> podcast, which is "Get Better Every Day." Yeah, like, I love yeah. that. That's yes. my, my favorite one. Yeah. So you you've spoken a lot there about actually what makes you different. I wondered if you wanted to add anything more to that because I, I know you've spoken about people at different levels learning from one another, the fact that you're an inclusive mentoring. Yes. Is there anything else you'd add? To that? Uh, I mean, on from the on the side of the mentoring program, mm. um, the I mean, we've got the the sort of the two things that I think really make a difference is getting yep. the mentor match right. So we put a lot of effort into sort of purposefully working out what the mentee wants to achieve and what the organisation wants to achieve. Yeah. So get point, sort of painting that forward-looking picture of going, what does success look like? Yeah. And then going, well, if we want to achieve that, what do we need to work on in the coming 12, 18 months to achieve that? So we, and, and we sort of use that structure to run a programme that is, it is structured, and, 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 but it is very flexible because we're tailoring it all the time to the mentee and to their company. So when something changes, we know about it. So if the boss changes or there's a reorganisation or there's you know, team dynamics that have happened, we know about it because we're talking to the mentee before every single session. So the mentor is also really prepared because we brief the mentor. So it means that everything is really about adding value 
for the for the mentee and for their company yeah, um, and that's what our clients trust us to do mm. is we're there with them we don't match them up and then go great see you in 12 months I hope you have some nice coffees it's mm. it's not that we're, we're working alongside them all the time so yeah. that we can bring things to the fore when we need to and talk to the company when we need to situation just um, in this week where we, we do always do a midway review and the that our mentee has a new boss, so I'm talking to the boss to get some new feedback that will enable us to give her more insight on the areas of development that she mm. needs to address to achieve the goals that she wants to achieve and that her company wants to achieve. So we're sort of working in this very um, sort of high, there's a high level of touch, keeping that communication flow, throw it, flow flowing, but also maintaining, and this is a crucial part, maintaining the confidentiality so that that mentee Absolutely, feels, yeah. you know what, I can really talk to my mentor about the stuff that really matters. It's yeah. keeping me awake at night. It's, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about, yeah. you know, or I'm going to meet the board for the first time. Oh, you know, big PLC board. That mentee wouldn't want the board to know that they're nervous at all. Exactly. Be, I, yeah. I'd be scared. If I'm a yeah. mentee, I'd be scared to tell someone I don't know, do you know what, I've got this pitch tomorrow and I'm nervous. Yes, exactly. And you want yeah. to go in yeah. with the polished version of yourself. Yeah. With the finesse and the impact and yeah. the presence and the gravitas and all those things. Yeah. And people go, wow, she did a great job. Um, and that's what you want, sort of, you want it's that like formalised family trust. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, we're really focused on setting things up so that's that amazing. the mentee's getting that. And if you think about all of us, uh, the last year, all our roles have changed. Like, no mm. one's doing the same thing every single yeah. day. Yeah. So, of course, if you're in a, in a mentoring mm. program, mm. you need to be updating people on, on yes. how your challenges are changing. Yes. yes. Or Absolutely. what you're facing that week, yes. or what's coming up yes. next month, yes. or next quarter. Yeah. And even simplistically, when you look at it and go, people have moved from one role into the next role during the course of a mm. mentoring program, mm. then actually, we need to be reevaluating what those objectives are um, in the as we move through because they yeah. change suddenly they've got a new role they've got to they've got a new peer group yeah. they've got a new boss probably everything's changed yeah um, yeah. yeah absolutely so let, let's talk a little bit more about um the values that you hold dear as a as, as a company yeah you've said a lot already about them uh, obviously uh, it's that sort of trust yes um it's being able to be agile to, to yes. have things change yeah. Any other values? Yeah, I mean, I would say there's something around being sort of commercially pragmatic about things. You, we, everybody that we're working with, they're living in a real world. They have got challenges. They've got things that come up at short notice. The you know, life gets in the way, if mm. you like. And so, for us, it's about being pragmatic at, in situations and going, what, what will really work here? And so that pragmatism is really important. And and I think that in every way that we work, be it actually structuring a programme at the beginning, working out what the mentee needs, and, and just being sort of having having the integrity and the professionalism to say, look, this is what we think you need. Yeah. We, could, we could skirt around the issue, but actually, if your communication style is not one that is being heard or isn't resonating, we need to just think about it. So we can manage that yeah. in a very... You, and the professionalism bit is important there because it's about doing it in a very sensitive, thoughtful way so that it feels constructive to the person and they're like, great, that's such good feedback. Without crushing them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the last thing that we yeah. um, 
you. We, we, You've got we, to be so sensitive, yeah, I think, things yeah. like that. And, and we do have to deal with some sort of delicate stuff sometimes. So how do you deliver feedback on delicate things? It's tricky. But I do believe that there's always a way to be able to position it so that the person feels really supported, that it's very constructive, it's very positive, it's all in their best interests. Mm. Um, and so that we, and we're building the relationship so that we can have those conversations. Yeah, it, that, I really relate mm. to that because mm. in recruitment, yeah. having been in it 15 years, yes. you've, I've had to tell a lot of people why they're a no. Yes, and, yes, exactly. And you don't, you, it's very difficult to say, well, do you know what, you spoke over that person the whole time. Yeah. You speak over me all the time. Yeah, yes, <laughs> you yes, know, yes. It, And you've got, to, you've got to be yeah. so emotionally yes. intelligent, yeah. so emotionally aware so that you don't yeah. you know, crush someone's, yes. someone's confidence yes. in a situation. Yes. So I, I really relate yeah. to that, yeah. for sure. And that's adding so much value to people, being it's, able to it do is. that and, and actually, nurturing them. Yeah, and some of the feedback that we... Yeah, we're not the messengers, so we are... It's always for the corporate company to have mm. given that feedback. But, of course, we help deliver the messages because often people hear the message, but they don't, do, they don't sort of take it in. So yeah. it's said to them and they go, oh, yeah, I have been told this before. But we're doing it in a very different way so that they can... And, and what we're all about, it's not the what, it's the how. Yeah. So you, and I'm sure you'll sort of have it's the type of thing that most people have experienced some way. People go, well, you know what, you, you just need to network more. Mm. Oh, great. Well, thanks yeah, for telling me that. that. Yeah. I knew that already. The issue isn't the what. Yeah. I know I need to network. I know I need to have a mentor or a sponsor. Or I know I need to do, you know, I know I need to get better at my standing up and doing yeah, public speaking. Yeah. But how to do it? That's the crux of it. How do mm. I do it in a way that feels is part of me. And we all, you know, networking is one of those things that the, the word is like a dreadful word. And people. It's intimidating. Yeah, and it's mm. intimidating for everybody. It's not, a, this isn't mm. a female thing. It's just, it's intimidating for everybody. But how do you network in a way that feels comfortable to you? And build, and it's just about building relationships. Yeah. That's what networking is it's building relationships. Mm. So when you break it down and help people understand, networking is going for coffee mm. with some people that you work with. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Is that it? And when it's broken down like that, it's yeah. much more accessible, yeah. isn't it? Yes, exactly. So if anyone's got questions about the how on anything, I mean, now yeah. you're going to get bombarded. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously get in touch with Emma. Um, so female empowerment and talent pipelining is important to you. Um, could you tell us a bit more about that journey and, and how you've come to that? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that is... Um, uh, uh, is crucial to business success... Um, you, and we are in a time now of change, of disruption, of flux. You often people will have heard the sort of you know we're in the fourth industrial revolution yeah. now. Um, AI there, machine learning. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There is a lot of disruption. We are in a very disrupted time. Yeah. Um, you know, there is a lot of volatility, political uncertainty. There's all sorts of things going on in the world mm -hmm. that uh, that impact us all on a you know, not necessarily daily basis, but pretty frequently. If you're a business and you, you, how do you sort of future-proof yourself? Yeah. Well, it's giving yourself the best access to the best ideas and setting yourself up for innovation, creativity. You try, how, how do you know what's going to come down the road? We don't. But if we've got great people, they're the only asset that we have. And it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. It's people that are doing things, designing things, creating the ideas, executing yep. plans, whatever it is, operating robots. It's all coming from people. Mm. So it's about, for me, it's about the, the pipeline is a crucial thing to make it as diverse as possible. And that is in every single way 
you know, be it a the sort of the, the very um, sort of simple lens of gender, for example, which is very you know, is is one of the most binary, mm. not quite binary, but it is one of the most binary ways of looking yeah. to something that is very difficult to ascertain, um, which is you know, people who have got all sorts of different styles of learning. Mm. What do you do with that? It, it's sort of how do you identify people? who learn different ways. But actually, you need that because yeah. it's going to give you a whole different thing. And they don't know how they learn either. This is something no, that I've, exactly, that I've exactly. learned. Yes. Like, um, so I, I run our training program mm. internally here. And this is good for everyone to hear, actually. People come in, they say, I learned this way. Mm -hmm. And then six months later, they, no, they don't. Yes. It, they actually learn through mm. a whole layering of different mm. things. And that may have been their click moment. So yes. I talk about learning with a, yeah. like, oh, there you go, I've got yeah. it. But it doesn't yes. mean you got it because of only that yes. action. It was yes. probably all the ones yes. beforehand. Yes, exactly. And actually, it's you, if we were only looking for certain types of people in our pipeline, we will miss stuff. Yeah. And the, and there isn't any way that we can't. To, you, we, we, we sort of we've got to have all perspectives. Yeah. Um, and there's a great story that I heard around um, you when YouTube was invented, and the way that people record when they're right-handed is you turn the phone one way. What was happening was they were getting early uploads and the videos were posted upside down and they couldn't work this out, the sort of what was oh, the wow. algorithm doing. But if, but people were, when they're left-handed, you turn the phone the other way. Yeah. So the videos were going up and the wrong way around. Um, and they, the entire team had been a, a set of right-handed people. Now, I may be wrong on that, so if anyone out there wants still, to correct that's me, that's let me know. That's quite a nice story. It's a really nice story yeah. because the thing with left-handed and right-handed people, we don't typically have any bias to that. Yeah. So there are biases out there. Obviously, mm. we're all biased. Everybody's biased, and everybody will always be biased. And it doesn't matter who we are or where we come from. Our biases mm. are just different, but mm. we're all biased. Um, but left-handed and right-handed is something that is, it feels to me anyway, that there isn't such a bias there about mm. left-handed and right-handed people. So, but it's just a, a sort of, it's a physical thing. So mm. if you include that and go, well, not everything, it doesn't always matter whether you're left-handed or right-handed, but there are things that do matter. So unless you've got representation in your team mm. of those two characteristics, how are you going to design the best product? Mm. And so it's it, that's why you sort of need the pipeline, and you need the pipeline because you've got to keep filling it all the time because it's yeah. always moving along. Yeah. So in, in financial services at the moment, it's the, it's the key question mm. all the time. And yeah. I bet you are yeah. just faced with it day mm. in, day out. Um, what do you think are the, the sort of biggest challenges holding the, and it's not just financial services, mm. as financial services, I'd include technology mm. in that, obviously us as an yes. IT recruitment yeah. agency into finance. Um, but what do you think are the, the challenges that, that we all face to move to, mm. to better equality and inclusion within our team? I mean, it's, quite, it's a complicated topic, mm. it, so there isn't a single, yeah. you know, people go, what's the silver bullet, or what's the, you know, what's the, just, if there's just one thing we do, I'm like, there's just, one thing, just 20 things you should do. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, there's something for me which is around um, how do you, how do you engage people? Again, if you sort of go back, this is a people issue, it's done at the individual level, and it's the individual actions that contribute to the collective whole, which then often gets referred to as a culture. Mm. Um, but if you, everybody's got to feel like there's something in it for them. Mm. And if they feel like they're going to lose in some way, you then get the, well, what about my jobs type of approach. Mm. And we, but that's a very valid question, of course, because 
if any of us are in our EU in any situation and we're suddenly presented with the sort of the, the fact that we may no longer be required for whatever reason, we sort of we get a bit alarmed by it. Mm. And we don't buy in and we become a bit defensive. Mm -hmm. And so the behaviours are really normal. But, um, but what it is about, I see, that the, sort of the organisations that are, that are making progress is they've sort of been open and acknowledging it. So it's sort of pretending that that issue doesn't exist, it, it's, it's sort of, you've got to, you've got to address it head on. It's dangerous, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like, well, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, the, you putting, sort of laying it all out, no, sort of, you can't really have elephants in the room on this. Mm. Being very specific, so those that make progress, they have targets, because this is a business issue like any other. So have a target for it. What do you want to achieve and what does good look like? And yeah. You, if you're able to sort of say, well, and here's the time frame that we'd like to do this within, that's good as well, because that's normal yeah. business practice. So treat it like a normal business situation, priority that, that you're addressing. Put the resources into it, because again, if you're not going to put any resources into it, funnily enough, nothing will happen, because yeah. nothing does if you don't put resources into a business situation. Um, you then, you do need to incentivize people around it, because again, we're humans and we work well with incentives. Um, so it, it's that candid, straight conversation, which is we need to have something that we're going to gain from this. Um, it doesn't need to be monetary always, um, but just being clever around and putting some thought into what, what will make a difference mm. to that team or that organisation. Um, and really bringing everybody in. So... I'm a big advocate of allies in, in every sort of shape and form because yeah, we need ad allies, we need advocates, we need people shouting out for for whoever it is that needs shouting out for. Mm. Um, that's really, really important because minority groups don't change things themselves. They need the weight of the majority. So you need the allies then in yeah. that majority to go, actually, we need to do something about this because the majority typically are the ones with the influence, with the seats at the table, with the voices that are heard. Mm. So you need to get to those and get them involved. Um, yeah. And so I do see a lot of progress on that, which is great. Mm. And, it, and I think we need to be proud of what we've achieved, but keep going as well. It's not, we are not done at all in yeah. any of this topic. Um, but we also need to be sort of go, well, we have, made, we have done some good things. Let's recognize what those are, apply them more, broaden them out and keep going so mm -hmm. that we deliver mm -hmm. even greater change because that's yeah. what yeah. You know, we're nowhere near done. I think that there's loads of great mm. advice that you've mm. just reeled off there. I can imagine <laughs> people are listening to this writing that down. I certainly mm. have. And there's, there's loads that mean, mean a lot to me because obviously I get invited into loads of companies that are saying, right, what do we do about diversity in our tech mm. teams? Provide us mm. with more female CVs. Yes. You know, and and I do talk about well, yeah. you know, who is this sponsored by? Is it the yes. exec board, or yes. uh, and why why are you doing this, and why yes. do you want to do this? Yes, and and everything that you've said there, I've just written down. So people are looking to to actually m encourage their teams to become more diverse and mm. inclusive. Got to incentivize for change. Put mm. timescales on it. Measure it. Treat yeah. it like a the same the same as you would a normal business yes. program of change. Yes. Like yes. These really good bits yeah. of advice. Yes. So that probably takes me to my last question. What's next on the horizon for you? What are your plans? What should we uh, keep, keep our eye on you? Oh, thanks. That's <laughs> a great question. Um, so, I mean, what's next is we, we're in, our, in a great place from yeah. a business perspective. 
we're growing here in the UK, bringing new people into our team, which is yeah. which is really exciting. Um, so for me, there is the growing the 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 mentoring that we do at the moment, and also extending the business model. We do work with companies when they are doing programs within the organisation, yeah. and um, it's about bringing the best practice there. Because again, I hear so many companies go, oh, we did a mentoring program, oh, but it didn't really deliver anything. And it's like, yes, because you sort of, you match them up and let them get on with it. So how do you, you know, again, it's sort of going back to some mm. of those core principles. What does success look like? What resource are you putting into it? What, how do you know it's going to work? What are the measures? Mm. What are the timeframes? Mm. The milestones? All of those types of things. Mm. And enabling people to be great mentors and enabling them to be great mentees. Mm. Um, so there is some, there is that piece that needs to go yeah. behind it. Um, so that's, you know, I still see a lot of, um, lots of opportunity there. Working in Europe, working in the US as well. You, the US is, it's again, like here in the UK, there's an advanced market, if you like, around what people are doing mm. to drive inclusion, to drive diversity, but it's different to here. It's so different, yeah? isn't it? Their focus is different. I mean, they have a different business culture. Um, so you've sort of got to land all of this in the context of what's going on locally as well. Yeah. Um, but it is exciting, and there's a lot of good stuff obviously, that we can share between the two yep. um, countries, the, the different businesses. Mm. People are really keen to learn from each other. And this isn't mm. a, um, you know, this, this, there's no comp competition in the sense of what can you do to achieve mm. diversity, to achieve that inclusive culture, to make people great line managers. All of that is yeah. really important. Yeah, yeah. All of it together, as you yeah, said. Exactly. Not one yes. silver bullet. It's a probably about 43 things yes, exactly. together. Yeah, yes. um, so everyone, thank you so much for listening in to Emma Avignon of Mental Consulting. If you want the best access to the best ideas, please get in touch with her. And thank you very much for listening and thank you for being here. Thank you. It's been great to be with you today. Thanks.